Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. And then Aunt Burl's like, I can't look. I'm blind. Can't you see? It's like, no, not you. Look. <laughs> them look. But I can hear everything that's going on. Allow me to describe it in the most best-displayed possible. The emotional support peacock is a rare find indeed in its natural habitat found on airlines. Welcome everybody, this is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome everyone to today's episode. Where would you like to go on vacation, Jimmy? You know, there's all kinds of fantastic places all across this nation. I want to go to New Zealand. I've wanted to go to New Zealand for such a long time. One, because it's off the coast of Australia, but it doesn't have, like, all the poisonous, venomous things that are going to fucking kill you. And two, yeah. it has Hobbiton. I want to go to Hobbiton, Tim. It's a I know it's a place? fucking tourist trap, but I want to go. Oh, yeah. It's just like a shire that's made out of cardboard and plastic? No, it's real. It's a real thing. Like, like there are like hobbits. They built homes into the fucking hills. But there are hobbits, like little furry feeted, like. Well, you see, everyone that lives in New Zealand, uh, due to malnutrition, doesn't grow above the height of four feet ten inches. So <laughs> they just use natives as their uh, hobbits, and it works out great. There's no reason that they had to get any bigger. The land is just perfect. Exactly. It just and, and, and gives. Yeah, exactly. Like, think how much cheaper real estate would be if you only needed your roof to be five feet tall to fit inside of it. Man, that would be fantastic. You'd save a yeah. lot on construction costs. Exactly. Like, way less materials. Yeah. You're basically building, like, a third less house. Exactly. It's fucking awesome. It'd be oh, sweet. Man, I'd be all about it. What about the United States, though? I mean, like, obviously New Zealand's the place to go outside of the States. Uh, um, I don't know. I want to visit Joshua Tree in Southern California. I want to visit the Redwoods. Like, everything I want to visit is pretty much, like, natural beauty that I wouldn't be able to see outside of the United States, if that makes sense. I mean, you don't, you don't want to do some of that fantastic man-made shit? You know, like, no. go to the fucking Las Vegas Strip? No. When it... The casinos are everywhere. Why the fuck would I go all the way to Las Vegas to lose all of my money? Because it's a, it's an even more blatant display of humans' ingenuity. It's sense. <laughs> Something like that. It's disgusting. Well, <laughs> it's an ostentatious display of concentrated wealth in the hands of people that have been conning it out of the stupid for decades. Yeah, like literally casinos only exist because the house always wins. Yeah. It's, it's basically big flashing lights that say, please come here and lose money. Yeah, but they will definitely get me in the door if they're like, $5, all you can eat crab legs. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, you got me. Oh, no way, you win. Over. And then they're like, they, like some guy like rolls over a slot machine next to me and he's like, hey, and while you're at it, the first one's on me, and he, like, flicks a quarter at me, and it, like, bounces off my forehead and rolls No, off. no, 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 no. They don't flick a quarter. They give you, like, a big coin, like a big fucking token coin that you can only get from the casino. You're like, oh, shit, dog. It's heavy. 
I feel so powerful. Uh-huh. It's like one of those buffalo nickels. You're just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why goddamn fucking Chuck E. Cheese's is just like there to introduce like casinos and gambling to the youth, right? With their fucking specialty fucking coins. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Chuck E. Cheese's like owns half the casinos in America. Like, they, 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 they start young. To like incept you with the idea that gambling's fucking fun, and then it's like steal money from you for the rest of your fucking lives. Yep, I can imagine you get your ass beat for like a half hour because you've been rolling the blackjack table, and then afterwards they like take you, they have to drag you right because your eyes are swollen shut from getting the fuck beat out of you, so they have to drag you by your arms into the offices. Guy, high back chair rolls around, and it's just fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, you went a little too big. Uh, now go take a slice of somebody else's cheese, and then they like boot you out the door. <laughs> exactly, just like that. Perfect. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Uh, what about those little grabber machines? You ever play with those? You no, know oh about? yeah, no, those are designed to not work. Well, yeah, but that's that's pretty much Vegas too. Like it, it's true. It is. It's children. Vegas for kids. Yeah. Why are those fucking legos? Like this story isn't worth telling, but I had a friend who in high school <laughs> who was who was basically magical at the grabber machine, like literally. That's cool. Like, um, but it was only the grabber machine at this local uh, bowling alley in Houston, Texas, and so we went to basically this bowling alley specifically so she could play the grabber machine she brought maybe like 10 bucks and it was like a quarter a pop to play she got so many fucking stuffed animals out of this machine that we had to go to the management of the bowling alley to ask for our garbage bag so she could fill it up with her stuffed animals (laughs) it was insane that's awesome. Like, I have never seen someone have so much magic when one of these fucking machines, but that was like a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I'll never see ever happen again. So I'm having a little bit of an existential crisis lately. Uh, I, I don't really know where my life's headed as far as my career is going to be concerned, but I'm thinking that maybe uh, being a pro at a singular grabber machine in a bowling alley probably is not <laughs> my name. Yeah, man. I mean, if you're getting out those fuck goddamn fucking stuffed animals a nickel a pop, you can sell them for at least a dollar. That's like a four to one profit. That's a that's a killer turnover. Somebody's like, hey Tim, uh, what do you do for a living? He's like, yeah, you know, uh, Southern Lanes off the bypass, like bowling alley, like. Yeah. It's like, you work over there? No, I don't. <laughs> I know I don't. I go in there every Thursday night after they fill up the grabber machine, and I fucking run them dry. <laughs> yeah, I run them dry. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck them quick and I get out. I, I sell all them bears. <laughs> Just like imagine you like wandering the streets of Tennessee with like a fucking trench coat. You're like, hey, you want some stuffed animals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did this go, go into like a stuffed animal drug dealing? <laughs> oh man, these are builder bears right here, top notch. <laughs> it's good shit. Good shit. Put them together myself. Holy fuck. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, geez. So uh, we're talking about Las Vegas. Uh, and yep. in more particular, uh, a very unusual law that was passed in October of 2012, but we just recently became aware of. Wait, what's it? Wait, what? Um, uh, yep. 
Wait, no, no. In 2012, Clark County had a similar bill. This one was Taylor, passed very the recently. The over the Las Vegas Strip passed a similar bill. That's what yeah. it says. Am I, am I missing something? Wait, in October 2012, it's just saying that another place issued a similar bill recently. Oh, so the, yeah, a different area, a different area of the strip passed a similar bill, but so they're passing this bill strip at a time. Okay, so it's just more encompassing. Uh, yeah. So exactly. Apparently, like many other places in the United States, and for those of you that are listening outside of the country, it might come as some of a some bit of a shocker to you. You can actually carry firearms uh, like all over the fucking place. All over the fucking place, as long as it is open carry, which means in open view for the public to see. Exactly. So you got to have like a little holster. A holster on your hip, or if yeah. it's a shotgun or a rifle, you just got to have it slung around your back. So, do I have to have it slung around my back? Like, could I carry? You could have it slung like, around your front. Could I? <laughs> could I have it like in my hand, zombie apocalypse style, like ready to use? I don't think so. That seems a little bit scary. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to have it in your hands. Unless it's some imminent threat situation, I would have to call some of my uh, gun nut friends to yeah. get a confirmation on that because every gun nut knows every uh, gun law, uh, front to back, yeah. back to front What's of all that? time. Well, you see, I mean, I think um, law and order and uh, government in general, like for some people, like they just like have specific niches that they care about, right? Like some people in the gay community like only care about gay rights, right? Mm -hmm. Like only rights that are specifically centered on like what they can and can't do, right? And then, you know, different people of different minorities are specifically focused on that. And there's like not anything necessarily like wrong with that. But I will say that when it comes to the, the gun nut culture, there seems to be a strange fixation of that they can't take in knowledge on like any other law unless it has to do with guns. And if it does, they're like, uh-uh-uh-uh. Remember this one time in Czechoslovakia where there was a serial murderer of hammers? Therefore, hammers are just as dangerous as guns. Don't forget it. Yeah. Oh, my It's like, God. no, I did not know about the serial killer, mass spree killer in Czechoslovakia of hammers, but thank you for letting me know, gun nut. Were you in the were you in the middle of a heated debate with a gun nut when they when they were like oh well you know the only reason why we have guns is in order to protect ourselves and what I think that's yeah like I, like I'm not even trying to shit on gun nuts you know like if you're a nerd on anything like go you but like I will say that debating gun nuts is one of the most frustrating things it is pretty frustrating uh, I can see some of and I'm not even anti gun. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. Like, I can kind of see where they're coming from. I mean, hell, I like to shoot. Uh, I own guns, but I've never carried one around. I would no. feel weird about it. Um, I would too. Uh, man, you live in Kentucky. You can actually conceal and carry legally now. You don't need a permit anymore. I know, but, like, you know, mental health's like an issue. And, <laughs> like, I'm more worried of, like, what I would do to myself with a gun if I had one as you opposed shake. to, like, what I would do to other people, which is why I don't have one. Oh, yeah, like your uh, likelihood to commit suicide with a firearm goes way up whenever you... Exactly, and if you, like, look at the statistics, like, not to shit on your gun nuts, like, more people injure or kill themselves with their own gun than they defend themselves. Like, if you just look at statistics. Yeah. Like, not to tell people they can't own a gun, but, like, statistically, like, you're more likely to, like, injure yourself or kill yourself with a gun intentionally or unintentionally Mm -hmm. than you are to... 
defend yourself in the case of an emergency. Yeah, super dangerous. Um, what about grenades? Can I, never mind. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go off the off the rails that much. Why can you not carry? Wait, have we even talked about this bill yet? So uh, the bill here yes. is that you can't carry fake guns. Yeah, toy or replica firearms or even toy or replica weapons within specific uh, districts of uh, Las Vegas. These districts include the city's entertainment district on the public sidewalks bordering the area. Yep. And it also includes the Fremont Street Experience and the Fremont East Entertainment District. Yep. Um, it also bans the display and use of actual weapons, including swords, knives, bows, arrows, and flame emitting <laughs> devices. Now I've had I've had an argument for a long ass fucking time. Like this was like an argument like back in my libertarian days, back when I was in high school, that if you can goddamn fucking open carry a fucking gun that can like kill people from like ten feet away, twenty feet away, you know, a hundred feet away, why yeah. the fuck can't I open carry a goddamn sword? <laughs> like you have to be like within striking distance to hurt somebody with a sword. Yeah. Like why the fuck is that? Like because most states like have laws that you can't have a knife over like three and a half fucking inches on yourself. Yeah. Like why the fuck? Like am I allowed to have a fucking gun, but I can't have a fucking sword? Yeah, I I really don't know. A lot of the melee weapons, uh, those laws don't really make a whole lot of sense to me. No sense. Yeah, because they're just as effective as. Like a rock in terms of projectile exactly. weaponry. Um, like you're not allowed to carry a, a blackjack. Have you ever heard of a blackjack before? I, I have, but I've forgotten what they are. So please remind our audience. It, it, it's basically a weight in the end of a flexible handle. Uh, and some police actually up until – Oh, yes. It's uh, like a baton basically. It, it's a baton, but it's weighted at the end and you swing it so it kind of has like a, a whip-like effect. Yep. It's like rubbery. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that weighted end can knock somebody the fuck out. The fuck out. out. Yeah. Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. I know what you're talking about. Yep. And police officers back in the day used to carry them in order to – you know, Beat the shit out of people. <laughs> Precisely. It's like a fucking modern-day mace. Yeah, do not resist, civilian. Whack. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> uh, fucked up. We're but laughing, but it's bad. But those things are are straight up fucking banned. Um, and they're, good they're um, markedly less lethal than, than your a fucking bullet. Arm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, and those things are just outright illegal in most places. Uh, I, I know that. Uh, some of the more liberal areas of the country, um, I'm thinking like New York City, California, places like that. Right. Um, they have some really strict gun laws and weapons laws in general, and some right. of them even go outright to say like you can't have certain styles of weapons, like the butterfly knife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if and for the viewers, even though it's like so ineffective, it's super ineffective, <laughs> and it's only because it's associated with uh, <laughs> gang uh, culture. Yeah, la la basically Latino gangs in particular. Yeah. Which uh, is the same reason why weed's illegal is because they affiliated yeah. weed, associated weed with Mexicans. They're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, it's the Mexican drug, therefore it's bad. Yeah. And that's why we call it marijuana. That's a Spanish word. The real name's cannabis. Mm-hmm. So use the correct one because it's about to be legal. House Judicial yeah. Committee. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. House just introduced a bill to try to legalize weed. Yeah, they passed it, dude. 
Um, nice. or the, House, well, the House Judiciary Committee. Either. Well, if the House passed it, that just means that uh, Mitch McConnell can fucking kill it by not allowing it to enter the Senate, period, like he's done with every other fucking bill. Which is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yep. Can't wait. It's going to be so cool. Uh, but he's going to let this fucking bill pass. Uh, it's, it's totally fine. Well, it's the state. <laughs> dude, we, dude, Kentucky would make so much fucking money if weed was legal. Yeah, it's a it's a like it's the number one cash crop of Kentucky, and it's illegal. Like, just think about it. Yeah, we have like so much. We could like sell to goddamn Indiana. We already got the corner on the market. We could sell to Ohio, Tennessee, like all our goddamn neighbors. We have so many neighbors. Yeah, and they're already set up for it. Like you have, we could be like the California of the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't really, I don't know the processing. You know, start to finish, but uh, I feel like Kentucky would be pretty well set up to do that, especially since they're set up. Land's cheap, you know. Like it's not like Illinois. Illinois, like land's kind of expensive, and like I mean, they're legalizing it, but I think we could like outproduce them. Are they legalizing it recreationally, or is it just? um... Uh, They're outright uh, legalizing it and also legalizing selling in Illinois. And like, there's this like a picture that's going viral right now where people are going to trying to get their licenses in Illinois to try to be able to sell it legally. Yeah. But the thing is, is in the picture, it's like all these like white men in suits. So it's like, ah, we see now. You have all these black people locked in prison for smoking weed once or being caught with weed. And now all these white people get the profit from it. We're calling yep. bullshit. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, man. Just like all the people carrying around fake guns on Main Street. Exactly. So, yeah. So in this this dystopian world that we live in, in all these like specific districts in Las Vegas, if you have a goddamn Nerf sword on your back, it means you're going to jail, motherfucker. And the <laughs> charges include a misdemeanor, punishable, up to six months in jail, and or... a a thousand dollar fine, according to the bill's language. But if you have a goddamn fucking AK-47 like strapped to your back, like that's totally fucking fine. You're just exhibiting your rights as a goddamn citizen. Like it's uh, such bullshit. Yeah, uh, there's got to be a reason for that, right? Like it doesn't it doesn't uh, say in the article. Is there? Oh, I I I don't know because. My mind automatically goes towards uh, something to have to do with the legitimacy. Like, what's the metaphysical difference between a fake firearm and a real one? one well, can- one shoots bullets, the other one doesn't. Yeah, but but until you fire a shot, you can pass them off as being the same thing if they are realistic enough. What? So, so they so they just want do, what? Do they just want you to assume that all guns are dangerous in Las Vegas and they're doing you a favor? Is that the logic behind it? Well, I don't know. It, Just assume if you see a gun, it's going to fucking kill your ass. Right. I mean, well, that's that's the general idea. Maybe it's because uh, people that uh, don't necessarily have the means to purchase a real firearm could go out and buy a fake one and then start waving it around. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> wouldn't that be, like, better? Wouldn't it be better to have, like, some dickweed, like, waving around a fake gun than allowing, like... People. <laughs> um, yes, yes, and no, but it also increases the amount of people that could possibly be carrying a gun by maybe multiple times over. So if you ban anything but the real shit, I don't know. Only the people with money can have guns. Well, only the people with money. Yeah, that's what I'm my mind. <laughs> All the poor people can, that can only afford like fake foam guns aren't allowed to have guns now. <laughs> Yeah, they can't have guns. I don't know. Maybe every time uh, somebody God. does have a gun on the strip, they uh, 
uh, all the police officers are alerted and they zero in on that person. But in the instance that they get a bajillion different calls, uh, it's like – Like to limit the amount of calls? Like to limit the amount of people they have to spy on? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Maybe they just like blows the doors wide open and they still want to be conservative enough to allow people to just carry guns around in a heavily populated area. Yeah. I mean I don't really have a strong stance either way, but like in my thinking logic of it, it's like if you can have a real gun – then by all means, you should be able to have a fake gun, like for fuck's sakes, right? Like what if they had some kind of Comic-Con-related activity where someone wanted to dress up as a ninja or some shit? I don't know. Yeah. You're going to tell them they can't have a fucking katana? (laughs) It's necessary for the part of the get-up. Exactly. I don't know. It It just seems silly. It does seem pretty silly. Uh, maybe they want people to actually use the firearms that they present. Um, I mean, and that's in the most fucked up, cynical way to look at this. Um, what if they assume that there's going to be another 2017, um, you know, Las Vegas shooting. shooting, and they want people to be able to have real firearms themselves? There. We don't want this phony ass shit. You gotta come armed with the real shit. We want you armed to the teeth. Fucking take care of it. Unless it's a real sword, then go fuck yourself. Yeah, if it's a real sword, like, good luck throwing that thing at that guy. (laughs) That's not gonna save the day. Mm -hmm. We need as many gun heroes as possible on our streets. (laughs) Gun heroes. (laughs) That's why I refer to them as... I mean, like if if you're open carrying on the regular, you see yourself as a gun hero. Like not to make fun of you, but you know it's true. Yeah, you you you. Uh, every time somebody questions the fact that you're carrying the firearm, you're automatically like, oh, you know, I just want to like defend the the free peoples of America. I yeah. want everyone to sleep in peace, and I want to <laughs> yeah. defend my home. And uh, I was like, exactly. yeah, sure, because you've never been in a situation where you've had one too many drinks at a bar. Exactly. Man, if I wanted right. to right now, I could pull my gun out and blow this fucker away. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I will, I will add that. I, I don't know if that's a rule on the books. I'm, I don't think it is, but I feel like there should be some kind of rule of, if you're caring, you're not allowed to fucking drink. Like, there should not be intoxicated yeah. people with a fucking gun on their hip. I'm like, I'm sorry. You need to be sober enough, sound mind. Cause yeah. even if you, even if something bad happens and you are, like, drunk as a skunk, you're not gonna be able to save anybody from anything. That's right. Well, I mean, you got to be really good. You got to be like one of those guys in the old Western movies. In fact, <laughs> I only I shoot that. when I'm drinking. Yeah, well, exactly. That's it's the only way I can shoot straight. It's almost exclusively what you see in those movies. Like whenever somebody have a shootout, they're always at a saloon. They're at a saloon. They're at a saloon. <laughs> They've been drinking. <laughs> oh man, so good. <laughs> there's like uh, all these uh ladies of the streets that are surrounding them and then one exactly. guy's like hey i told you not to come back to town and the guy's like wait wait why is the why does the bad cowboy have to be hispanic uh because uh what is the one movie good bad and the ugly is that the one yeah yeah i think so that's why i don't know <laughs> it's like god damn it because there's uh you know uh, racial stereotypes in 1950s movies yeah you're right <laughs> you're right i don't know uh it was it was a it was a bad one anyways uh anyways hey, we need to move on what, what's yeah. the silver lining for this guy fuck man 
Uh, I don't know. We're going to have more gun heroes. <laughs> more gun heroes, yeah. Yeah, we I don't mean, like those stupid posers. If you, if you see anybody with a gun in Las Vegas, you know they're a gun hero, so you have to buy them a drink. That's not a silver lining. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah that, I don't know. I don't uh, know. It's, it's hard. Confusing. Um, I mean, I guess... I mean, I guess the silver lining is that if you're in Las Vegas and you see someone with a gun, um, they're either A, there to save you in the event of an emergency, or they're going to mow you down. It's 50-50. You, don't, you never know. <laughs> you you uh, know yeah, who to, like, stay as far away from. Yeah, you don't have to ask yourself those complicated questions so in like, life. Is that like, a real uh, gun or a fake gun? You already know. Because if it's a fake gun, you have to go down an entirely different mindset. Uh, exactly. a, a line of questioning that might involve, well, you know, is this person cosplaying? Do they want me to ask them whether they're cosplaying? Would they like yeah. me to met a theater with them in the street? You know, exactly. like, oh, it's, it's it's a little bit more difficult. It's now stuff. you know if you see a gun, it is a gun hero. Yeah, it's a gun hero. So you can just uh, go up to him and hand him one of those big old Buffalo Bill coins and be like, hey, you stick that in my slot and yeah. pull that handle. Pull my handle. Lemons. Lemon. Amazing. Speaking of squeezing the lemon. um, (laughs) Jesus. That was pretty good, huh? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, squeezing the lemon. There was a guy who was headed from – was he going from southern China to New York? Yes, from from southern China to New New York, and that's a really fucking long flight. Yeah, a ridiculous. That's like flight. that's like a fourteen plus hour flight right there. Yeah, so we got an an older gentleman who has a urinary blockage. Yes, uh, so a bladder this, blockage. Yeah, and this is this is bad juju. I mean, like you can, no. you can yeah you can die from that shit. That shit will explode. Mm-hmm. So he's uh sitting here on this plane. He's sweating up a storm. He's exhibiting symptoms left and right. right. Somebody notices this, this guy is dying in front of him. And yells those oh so classic words. Is there a doctor on the flight? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens sometimes, folks. It's a real thing. Yep. Uh, so everybody's looking around, and this uh, hero of a man stands up. <laughs> He's like, "I am a doctor. I can assist this gentleman." Only to find out that he has a urinary blockage. And guess what? The only way to solve it is. <laughs> Uh, a very complicated set of procedures. All right, so this doctor is able. So I don't think they realized at first that it was a, a bladder blockage. The doctor was able to access that due to the yeah. fact that the individual could not pee and he had swelling in his abdomen. Yeah. And this doctor was like a goddamn fucking MacGyver fucking doctor, right? He like he knew yeah. what the issue was. He uh, was a doctor, so he understood anatomy. So using uh, uh, a makeshift uh, catheter, he used a plastic tube from a portable oxygen cylinder, a syringe from a plane's first aid kit, a plastic straw from a milk carton, and some (laughs) tape. And so he basically MacGyvered all these materials to puncture this motherfucker's bladder and started like he like he thought at first when he punctured it that it would just like the 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 urine would just start coming out of the individual's bladder but unfortunately the tubing of the tube of like of of the catheter from the uh, oxygen cylinder wasn't yeah. thick enough that the uh the the, the uh, urine from the bladder just started naturally coming out yeah, so we right. had to create a siphon by sucking out through this little tiny straw like imagine using uh, one of those straws you have to drink oh. coffee from 
from like from like you know your your typical like freebie coffee place like from the fucking gas station or whatever just sucking one of those little tiny straws like someone's fucking urine and but it like it never fully siphons out so you just have to keep sucking on it to keep the flow going and like a little bit of the urine gets in your mouth and you're like Bleh! And, and this guy uh, apparently was like spitting out the urine into an empty wine bottle, like trying to keep the flow going to empty this mother to empty this motherfucker's bladder. Oh man, that's fucking disgusting! Like hero of the fucking world, man. Uh, like, and he was a Chinese doctor from China. His name was Zong Hong, uh-huh. and like. Like, I don't want to, like, shit on Western doctors, but I feel like most Western doctors would be like, ew, icky, I can't do it. Yeah, I don't, do know. I'm Hong- sorry, he's going to have to die. Yeah, he's just, this is sorry. gross. I don't, I don't know why you chose to have that extra beer at the bar before you left for your... I don't do icky things. Yeah, I don't get paid enough for that. Yeah. Definitely not not enough. Uh, that guy probably was thinking something along those lines, like, oh man, I really shouldn't have had that... That extra seven up big gulp before I left for my flight. Yeah, <laughs> his like bladder's like sticking out over his pants. It's fucking gross. Yeah, it's pretty uh, fucking bad. What do you think that the other guy was thinking? The the doctor. I mean, he probably tasted his pee, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. And and the thing is too <laughs> is that this guy had a bladder blockage. So I'm assuming that it was like pee that had been fermenting for a while, you know? Like if you're peeing regular, you can have some nice like clear urine. It's basically water at that point. But yeah. if your fucking bladder's blocked, like you're talking about like that deep yellow shit. Yeah, it's old shit. Oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah, no, it was and, not fresh. And I bet every time he like would suck on that straw, but the old man would be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's the spot. Suck it like that. God damn oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines. God damn it. Harder, faster. Come uh, on. To give you more details, he had to suck on these fluids for over half an hour to drain this motherfucker's bladder. Ugh. So it was half an hour of like. Yeah. And. <laughs> And spitting it into the empty wine bottle that the old man had finished off before this <laughs> <Right>. started. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't that be great? The guy was just, like, getting hammered in the back of the plane. <laughs> He's just like, 99 bottles of beer. And <laughs> And then he's like, uh, he like suddenly stops his like, ninety-nine bottles. Oh, 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 my belly. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> so bad. Oh my god, I'm sweating profusely. I've sweated this much before. Maybe it was the seventeenth beer. <laughs> Maybe it was the seventeenth. I don't know what's going on. I've never had this happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a, a good Chinese doctor the guy comes over and he calls him a pensioner which kind of like it kind of rubs me the wrong so the way. doctor calls the the bloaty urine guy a pensioner a pensioner and uh, I, I'm like okay you know we talked about this prior you, you can call him whatever the fuck you want oh you know? yeah 
you know, you're you're sucking the urine right out of that guy's bladder. Yeah, seriously. Blood. Yeah, if you oh, if you manually suck the fucking urine out of somebody's bladder, like yeah. you get a freebie to use like whatever racial slurs you want, anything, like whatever derogatory terms, <laughs> like that's like a freebie, like yeah. right there. You saved his life. Yeah, you can be like, hey, what does your wife like to call you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was like, I'm calling you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling you Betty. Yeah. I'm your like, name's hey, Betty now. Whatever you want. Yeah, you better call yourself that. He calls him a pensioner. Um, and I was like, maybe it's a weird Chinese thing. I don't maybe. know. Indicating that he draws a pension, I guess, because he's old. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. It's, Look, maybe it's just a matter-of-fact thing. Maybe this is what they refer to old people as in China. I don't fucking know. What, they they uh, designate them by the fact that they're earning money via pension? That's weird. I don't know. That's, that's so weird. I, I don't know. Whatever. I, I guess it's like calling somebody homeless. I mean, you're basically, uh, you know, like uh, projecting some kind of dislike for them for not – following societal standards it's like right. oh homeless your new Ooh, title uh, is you you're based off of uh what you don't have yeah, yeah. this you guy doesn't have a home now he's uh referred to as a homeless person yeah you're Makes no longer sense. just person you're no longer dave you lost your name now you're just homeless person I, i'm gonna go around calling my, myself homed person tim yeah <laughs> uh, i just wanted to let you know that i do indeed in fact have a hope yeah, I do have a home. Uh, yeah, somebody's gonna ask me what I do at some get together party. I'm gonna be like, I have a home. Uh, I have a home. I'm a homed person. I'm home. What do you do I, for a living? I uh, maintain my home. Not not homeless, you know. I, just, <laughs> I try to not be homeless as much as I can be. <laughs> Aren't we all? Very difficult, and and then if the situation arises, I know how to make a catheter out of a milk straw and a random piece of plastic and suck urine out of another person's blood. Yeah, like I, yeah, that is definitely the most impressive fucking part. Like that is. I like at the end of the article they just randomly mention in another dramatic midair incident, a drunk passenger tried to open the emergency door on a board plane to Thailand. <laughs> Like cool, thanks. I guess that's pretty great. Yeah, like oh, yeah. I guess that's good to know. I mean, it has nothing to do with the story we just read, but cool, thanks. Like whatever. Oh man, what else do we got here? Alcohol and smoking in the toilets. Oh my god, what is all this shit in the end that doesn't have anything to do with the? It's art? another random story that has nothing to do with what's going on. So uh, the Norwind flight from Moscow to Fuck It, which is a real place. I can't remember where Fuck It is. I just remember we read about it once when Sarah sent us in a listener response email talking about a plane flight from Fuck It. Uh, it's Thailand. Uh, it, Okay, there we go. Yeah, fuck it, Thailand. And it, it's P-H-U-K-E-T. So yes, it is indeed fuck it. Uh, and, and so this flight from Moscow to fuck it had to be diverted to Uzbekistan last month and the, and, uh, the man arrested, uh, for opening one of these emergency doors. But however, the second half of the flight saw passengers engage in an alcohol-fueled row and another person smoking in the toilet. So I guess they were just like, hey, it's the 1980s again. Let's just fucking smoke in the goddamn toilets and get wrecked on this fucking plane. <laughs> as long as there's a doctor on board to suck at my urine. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's just get hammered. Uh, I feel like the silver lining might be obvious for this one. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously sad that this poor Dr. Zong Hong had to, like, I don't know, eat this goddamn person's urine because oh. his fucking bladder was bloated. But, I mean, you know, obviously it's great that this individual didn't die from a ruptured bladder because this doctor was nice enough to suck it out for him. And that sucks. What's the point of wearing a medal if it's just going to disgust any of the girls you're going to impress with it? <laughs> like, how'd you win that medal? Oh, this yeah. is my uh, sucking out a pensioner's uh, urine with a <laughs> tiny uh, coffee straw <laughs> medal. <laughs> not, not, not a pensioner. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my my mouth has been filled with pensioner year in before. No big deal. Oh, fucking gross. Speaking of pensioners, Biden's getting up there. He might as well be a pensioner. I mean, he's over 65. He's collecting Social Security, right? Like, I don't think it matters if you're, like, rich as fuck. I think you still get that shit. That's yeah. what they call it a universal program. Yeah, why not? Uh, I mean, he could probably stand to give it up. But, I mean, if I was Biden, I probably wouldn't. Like, hell no. Fuck it. <laughs> Uh, you know, you can, you can do whatever you want with your money. I'm just going to like, I don't know, try to impeach Trump real quick or something like that. <laughs> punch down. What are the fucking do a punch down? Punch down, punch up, punch up around, punch up, punch. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So like, we don't usually talk about pot, the politics on this show, but this one is too good to be true. All right, so we're we're just gonna we're just gonna lay this up. So in the most recent recent uh, Democratic debate, uh, uh, Joe Biden was asked about um, domestic violence, and he started out by uh, giving a really good response to the question. So we're, we're just this is just full Biden quotes here on out, just so you can lay the picture of everything he had. This is just Biden quotes how he responded to the question of how the United States should. Uh, Respond with legislation to address uh, 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 domestic violence. So here we go. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger other than in self-defense. And that rarely ever occurs. So we have to just change the culture. Period, Biden said. And keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. Like, uh... Like, how should we punch it? Like, it's, uh, <laughs> of domestic violence? Or... <laughs> oh, shit. It's ah. just like, come on, Biden. Freezing, man. It's just like a, like an, a classic archer. Freezing. Yeah, it's Freezing. Like it's a, it was the first thing that came to mind, okay? <laughs> okay. I mean, kind of like, you know, you, you, we've all been there. You know, we're, we're married, man. You know, like, like the first thing that comes to mind, you know, like you're talking to your wife and she just like keeps going on and on and on. And then the first thing that comes to your mind is just like, you need to keep punching. Punching at it and punching at it and, and punching punch. at it. It's like, what the fuck, Joe? Come on, man. Uh, so, we we know you're sundowning at like five o'clock when the sun goes down and you're not as good with words, but come on, Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's having a little bit of trouble. I think it's about time that we probably instituted. Um, I, I mean, not not necessarily an examination for our uh, um, 
uh, you know, political candidates. Dude, at this point, it's odor abuse. I'm sorry. Like, Joe just looks so fucking tired anytime he's out in the public light, and that's like after 6 o'clock. Yeah. It's like well, he doesn't know where he is and why he's there. At the age that a lot of these people are playing the game at, they've got to be on some kind of something extra. It's yeah. true. Need a little 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 bit of uppers or something in order Seriously. to help. Seriously. I've read, like, a conspiracy theory. I don't know if you can say it's a conspiracy theory. Like, a theory. I'll just say a theory. No conspiracy needed. A theory that, like, Trump's, like, been on Adderall and or um, a British form of Sudafed, which you know, is, like, an allergy medicine that has, like, some amphetamine-related uh, effects to it. And that's yeah. why he seems hyped all the goddamn time, which would explain a lot if you think about it. Yeah, otherwise, he's pretty old, too. Like he's Exactly. He's in, his, he's in his 70s, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's older than Joe. Uh, is he really? Yeah, he's in his... Made, if he's not as older than Joe, he's like the same age as Joe. Uh, so, Trump is 73, Biden okay. is 77. Damn it. I, damn it. I was wrong. Okay, they're close. They're four Bernie's years apart. 78. Yeah, but Bernie's fucking sharp. Yeah. And, like, uh, like he can keep a sentence and, like, a thought and, like, pull it through. Like, it makes sense. It's like, okay, I see what you're saying. And you responded to the question. Joe just rambles. Yeah, he really doesn't say anything but talking points. Yeah. And even his talking points are mismanaged to the point that he... He's, in a response <laughs> to domestic violence, he <laughs> uses the phrase, you just have to keep punching at the problem. Ah, uh, it's a big mistake. Oh, it's so good. I mean, it's so bad. I mean, obviously it's bad. But it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. Uh, ten candidates. Who are ten, Who are our candidates that are still left? There's like election? 20 left, dude. There's like, oh yeah, we still, we're getting some people every day. They're like, yeah, like fucking uh, Patrick Duvall just added his name to the race and Michael Bloomberg added his name to the race. But, I mean, like we got Klobuchar, we've got Booker. I think... Julian Castro is still in it, even though he didn't make the debate stage. Like, there's, like, a bunch of fuckers that, like, aren't making the debate stage, but are technically still in it. Like, there's, like, 20-plus candidates still in this shit. It's insane. Uh, it needs to stop. Bootygeg? Is he still in it? Yeah, Bootygeg. Bootygeg? Yeah, he's unfortunately still in it, yeah. And what about Yang? Yeah, he's still in it, yeah. Nice. At least he's likable. Like, at least when Yang says things, you know he believes what he's saying. Like, he seems like a real human being, which is more than we can say for most people in the race still. I'm an identity voter when it comes to these kinds of things, and uh, I'm going to vote for whoever wears the largest scarf, which is right now Yang. Well, there so. you go. I mean, I, I can't hate you for that. Yeah, big big scarves. I'm all about them. Big scarves. Yeah. Or basically anybody who doesn't talk about punching at domestic violence. Yeah. I mean, that's like a pretty low bar, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to vote for anybody that doesn't uh, use the term, uh, keep punching at it in terms to domestic violence. Like, yeah. if you can't make a gap that big, like, I'm going to vote for you. Yeah. If, you, if your brain is not visibly melting at your ear, yeah. I'll at least consider you. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I really don't want it to happen because I feel like... It, it would be really sad to watch Biden go up against Trump. But at the same time, I feel like it would be hilarious just to watch these two men with like melty brains just going at it against one another. <laughs> just like, just like, like just seeing like the Mad Lib alphabet soup that would come out of their fucking mouths would oh, be yeah. entertainment galore. 
I'd, I'd play bingo to that. Yeah, I'd play bingo to that. Uh, every time Joe Biden says, listen here, folks, you know, you get to put one down. Or here's the deal, folks. Yeah, fake news, uh, impeachment. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd, I'd be drunk by the end of that game. Oh, seriously. Sure. Yeah, no, it'd be dangerous. Oh, man. Uh, so I, I feel like the silver lining is right along the lines of Biden pointing out that he's not a suitable candidate. Yeah. No, I, w- I would agree. Yeah. I mean, he's old-fashioned. He's old-class. He's from an age of the Democratic Party that I would say that the majority of the populace is over. And uh, if this isn't, like, example 153 of why we shouldn't have him as a nominee, I don't know what is. Yeah, I think so. Well, thanks for uh, ousting yourself for us, Biden. Thanks, man. Pretty cool, dude. That's it's kind of cool awesome. when people that are in positions of power just, like, oust themselves as, like, corrupt or ineffectual, like, for us. You know what I mean? Like, that we don't have to, like, actually do any legwork, don't have to do any gumshoeing. They just, like, let us know that they're not suited for the jobs that we have put them into or they have risen to. You yeah, know what I mean, even if they're trying their damnedest to go out and make that bread or uh, do their job, they end up just fucking it up for us. Exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, well, you should have been fired the whole time. That's fantastic. Yeah, you never should have been in this position to begin with. Yeah. Uh, what's the difference between entrapment and uh, sting operation again? <laughs> <laughs> so the difference between a sting operation and an entrapment is a sting operation is where police officers act like they're a bad person, and if you interact with them to do a bad thing, I'm using bad loosely, I guess I should do say illegal, when police officers are acting like they're doing illegal activity and you engage with them, then you go to jail. But if police officers enforce you to do an illegal thing, then hopefully you don't go to jail, but maybe you still will. And that's a (laughs) trap. Yeah, it really depends on the jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, you, you just just hope that police officers aren't coercing you to do illegal things because there's a 50-50 chance that you're going to jail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just don't interact with cops. I guess that's yeah. the that's, end that's, of the story. Here. Yeah, don't don't talk to any cop. It's a dangerous if, game. If they're trying to solicit you for sex, don't 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 fucking talk to them. Yeah. Which is yeah. a hard lesson learned by 53-year-old veteran Seattle Seattle Police Captain Randall Woolery. 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 So this motherfucker decided that it would be a good idea to go and have sex with a prostitute, which is something that you would think that uh, police officers wouldn't do because it's illegal and they throw people in jail all the goddamn time for doing that very thing. But police officers like having sex like anyone else, so they also <laughs> solicit people for sex. And this guy just happened to offer $40 to an undercover officer, which landed his ass in jail. You think it was the first time he had done that? Oh, hell no. Hell what, no. He was doing cool? that shit forever. Well, Willery's just like going around like, you know, I've been an upstanding man. I've been... Uh, uh, police, uh, I've been working for the Seattle Police Department for 31 years. Yeah. I think it's about time I got a little bit, 
little bit something extra, you know. I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna, Hell I'm gonna no. do it up. I mean, you know, I'm gonna get a little, little cherry on top. You know what I mean? Nah. So I'm going to the red light district. I'm gonna go to the red light district. I'm gonna take all the money I got in my pocket. Which oh, has 40 bucks. It's forty dollars. It's forty dollars. I was gonna go go to Vegas and, and buy <laughs> a fake firearm, but they didn't allow that. So. <laughs> I'm gonna go up to the first person I see, and I'm gonna ask him to to fuck the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, it's been a hard day, okay. <laughs> my wife left me. My dog died. Yeah, he but, he got he got busted. Oh man, that's great. Um, one yeah, of well, you know this dude has been doing this shit forever. He's probably going to I don't know massage houses that offer like sex on the side or whatever, and he you know he's putting people in this fucking Seattle police handcuffs to make it extra kinky and he's blowing it extra hard because he's like oh yeah what i'm doing's illegal <laughs> you know it's like it adds like an extra layer to it yeah uh yeah it makes it the it's that forbidden fruit that's, exactly that's what, that's what makes it so interesting i'm not supposed to be doing this yeah it's like if there's anything i'm not supposed to be doing it is this right now exactly oh man uh so I guess the, the sad truth of this situation or any other situation in which you find our police officers getting in trouble, they're people. Uh, they, they make mistakes just like anyone else does, but we expect that position to be squeaky clean. Like yeah. we, we want them. Of course to, we do. Uh, yeah. We want them to uphold the law to, uh, and, and I've I, never I, had I, sex with I, a I prostitute. Used... I would expect my goddamn police cop captain not to. Oh, you never had sex with a prostitute? No. Have you? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm too I'm cheap. I'm not judging you if you have, but goddamn. Nope. 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 Never have. Um, but then again, I lived most of my life in Kentucky, so there's, you know. What are you saying? There's not prostitutes in Kentucky? I'm not saying there's not prostitutes. Have you not in been on Craigslist? Uh, I don't know if I'd want to solicit a prostitute. Off of Craigslist. What? You think there's like a pecking order and you think that's the lower end? You think, <laughs> what are you too good for? Are you Craigslist too good for Craigslist prostitutes? prostitutes? Wow, bougie ass motherfucker Tim over here. Oh fuck, look at this guy, entitled son of a bitch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh man. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go prove you wrong right now. Get oh back. geez, Rick, I don't know about this. I'm just gonna take the forty dollars I got in my pocket. And I'm, gonna go, I'm going to buy it. Oh man, uh, so this, good. So yeah, these guys are humans, just right. like anybody else. Of course, they're humans. Uh, so how is it that they find themselves in a situation of such great authority to begin with, even though we have the knowledge that? People are going to be imperfect. They're going to be terrible arbiters of the law. Like, right. I, I've never met a police officer that wasn't in some shade oh fucked God. up because Dude, I've never seriously, that in some shade fucked up. Like, I don't know a lot of police officers. Like, and like the last time I talked to a police officer, it was at like a wedding, right? So it was like someone that was affiliated with one of the people getting married, and so he was like also getting hammered. And he, like, sat next to me and just started, like, talking to me about shit. Like, I did not solicit this. Like, he came to me. He had a heavy burden. And he was, like, <laughs> talking about 
how, I don't know, he had, like, a buddy that was, like, getting married in San Diego or, like, some shit or he was doing some training in San Diego. And he was like, yeah, man, like, police officers, we just want to have fun, too. Like, as long as nobody's doing drugs or murdering nobody, I'm like, okay, man, like, it's cool. Like, whatever, you don't have to, like, lay this heavy burden on me. It was like he was, like, trying really hard to convey to me that he was, like, a cool dude. Yeah. Like, he, like, like, I'm just, like, a normal person. I'm 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 a real person. I'm real. Yeah. <laughs> like, but man. if you're like smoking weed or trying to murder somebody, I'm gonna send you to jail for the rest of your life. You know? It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's almost like they're trying to convince themselves that it's normal to do those kinds of things. Right. Like I have this kind of power that I'm totally coping well with. Yeah. I totally know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, I interviewed, I've, and I know I've told this story. God damn it. Times before. Tim I'll interviewed to be a cop, issue 563. Please continue. I interviewed to be a cop at, when I was, um, let's see, this would have been uh, 2015. So I was a young man. Yeah, that's probably I, what this fucking 53-year-old captain did. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He just, like, rose through the fucking ranks, like, without knowing what yeah. the fuck he was doing just by not leaving the police department. How is that the case? We know how that works. How in the world does anybody my age or your age, like anybody that's like younger than 40, <laughs> how do you get hired as a police officer? Oh, it's just what like, it's like no, that's no, probably no. like what most recruits age is. Yeah. So like we don't want smart people. We want strong people. We want you to go manhandle yeah. some folks. We, yeah, we want you to go out there and uh, put some put some whooping on somebody. Yeah. But we don't want you to think for yourself. We yes. want you to just do what you're told. In the instance that we want you to go out and do some kind of entrapment, I mean sting operation, uh, then you're just gonna do it, no questions asked. Exactly. Uh, that That's cream of the crop, police officer, right there. I don't really like it. <laughs> I don't think what you should. This? One of these days, we should have an episode where we discuss what the world would look like without police officers. Um, right, I'm down. Okay, yeah, we should just have like a Mad Max episode where we're like, hey, what would the world look like without all of these modern amenities? I'm down. Let's do it. Sounds fantastic. Um, hey, all you guys out there, uh, let us know what you'd like us to talk about when it comes oh, yeah. to Mad Max episode. Imagining a world without fill in the blank. You let us know. <laughs> Insert blank. Mm-hmm. So what's the silver lining for this police captain? I mean, I guess that he got caught. I, yeah, I'll see I, mean, I think any time we can have an example to see, like, see, police officers aren't perfect. Why do we expect random-ass fucking citizens to be fucking perfect? Yeah. Let's make uh, prostitution legal. He also went 31 years, which is impressive. Uh, and he's on administrative leave. I don't know if that means... Oh, fire. he's coming right back. Yeah, I bet he's coming back. That just means he's going out of the purview of the uh, public for a minute so he can come right back. It's, a, it's yeah, just like a paid vacation. Yeah, last paragraph. Sources within the department told Kiro 7 Woolery was a highly regarded as a role model of professionalism and was honored <laughs> recently with an award for being an inspirational leader. Oh, of course he was. Good God. The shadier, the better. Yeah, like you're going to believe anybody in that corrupt fraternity. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Jeez. Thank you, Wallery, for setting an example of what it looks like to be a police officer while having sex with prostitutes. Yeah, for $40, you cheap son of a bitch. Yeah, you could afford more than that, you motherfucker. God damn. Yeah. You get paid no more respect. Than paid. You get more paid more than that an hour. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's public information, man. <laughs> yeah, we know. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. Okay, so um, let's see. What's a good segue? This is icing on the cake. Speaking <laughs> of entrapment, wait a second. Now that doesn't work. No, no, no I'm not. Speaking quite. of public indecency, eh, kind of works. Talking about fucking Julia Roberts. Her mouth is so big. You say it like it's a bad thing. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> it is a little frightening. She she smiles without like her eyes don't like. No, Do yeah, it. it's like, yeah, you're right. It's like that Joker smile. It's kind of, yeah. it's kind of unsettling. Yeah, like, like she should have played Harley Quinn if we're going to be honest, based yeah, on that smile should've. alone. She should have. She should have. She totally should have played Harley Quinn. Like that she, would, would, she would make a way better Harley Quinn than a Harriet Tubman. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Harriet Tubman is Harley Quinn. Wait, what? Ah, uh, yeah. What? Yeah. That would be awesome. What? <laughs> I'm going to twist it around a little bit. Uh, so w- what movie was this going to be? Movie was executives just... are fucking dumb, okay? Yeah, they were going to cast Julie Roberts as Harriet Tubman back in the 90s. Yeah, so this Her- so a Harriet Tubman film, it's taken like – it's a biopic film. It, 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 the, the starting of this filming started in – like uh, 1994. It's taken a long ass time to get this fucking movie on the main screen, and uh, when they were first doing auditions for this movie and trying to figure out like who they would wanted to play the roles, one of the movie executives. Did we have a name of what this asshole's name was? The movie executive. Um, what's, what, what's this asshole's name? Howard. No. Uh, Gregory Allen Howard. Wait. Uh, Harry Creator. Uh, no, 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 no. That's that's wait. the. Uh, he was he was discussing the biopic and he's the guy who actually produced the modern day one. Yes. Okay. Um Wait, it is Howard, wasn't it? Maybe he's full of shit. Wait. Okay, let's just read this. Harriet Crater, <laughs> Gregory Allen Howard says an unnamed Oh, okay, an unnamed studio president. Okay, so we don't know who said this. So an unnamed studio president said that this is a great script. Let's get Juliet Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. And that's a quote. So an yeah. unnamed studio president, probably some white motherfucker that had more money than sense, was like, of course, Juliet Roberts is like the shit. It's the early, mid-90s. If we put her in this film, everyone will watch it. Yeah, well, I think that that's definitely right. That's good. That's good 90s logic. And so obviously everyone pointed it out to this uh, studio president immediately that, um, hey, dumbass, Harriet Tubman was black. Uh, why would you even suggest this as an idea? And his response was, ah, it was so long ago. No one's going to know the difference. <laughs> no one knows history. We've ruined yeah. our school systems. People won't even know that Harriet Tubman's supposed to be black. Yeah, people don't see race anymore. That's what blackface is for. Yeah, we'll just put her in blackface. It's like, what the fuck, man? Oh, man. Uh, I would definitely pay to see it, to be honest. Dude. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
I mean, it would just be. I would be offended, but I would watch it. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't really have any real reason to be offended, but I mean, it's it's fucking gross. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just weird. <laughs> like the fucking head of the fucking underground railroad played as a fucking white woman, a yeah. skinny ass white woman. I mean, I I like things to be like switched up every once in a while, you know. <laughs> oh my god! It's Just like, like the, hey, if they could have like an all black cast of um, I can't think of the movie now. My brain just went blank. Ghostbusters. No, not oh no 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 not Ghostbusters. <laughs> the movie with the lion and the scarecrow and the other one. Are you talking about the Wizard of Oz? Yes, if they can have an all-black Wizard of Oz, why can't they have an all-white Underground Railroad? That would be just as <laughs> empowering, am I right? Did they have an all-black Wizard of Oz? Yeah. It no came, way. Yeah, it came out, like, years ago. You just never heard about it because you're white. Aw. Yeah, sorry, dude. That sucks. I like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, well, there's an all-black version if you're curious. I don't know if you care, but... I'm down. Is it the same book or is it one of other Franco books? I haven't actually watched it, but I'm assuming it's the same book. Well, damn, there's a lot of good books in that series. Oh, oh wow. yeah, there's more than just the first one. Most people don't know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, is it is that the first one in the... Uh, is it the first the, the books one? are kind of dark. Oh, yeah, they, they get super serious. Yeah. Uh, and Bomb kept writing sequels because of money problems. That's pretty sad. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's like, I don't even want to write these books anymore, but I don't want to die. Yeah, he was just going for it. like, we don't have Social Security yet. He intended to stop after the sixth book, The Emerald City of Oz, but a year later filed for bankruptcy and had to resume writing the Oz books. (laughs) It's like almost as good as Ayn Rand, like, going bankrupt. Oh. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know much about uh, L. Frank Baum, but I, I don't like Ayn Rand. <laughs> yeah, I, I can assume that he's a better person than Ayn Rand. <laughs> yeah, he didn't argue that people that greed is good and people desi- deserve to die on the streets. So yeah. uh, there you go. I, it always like makes my butthole tense up a little bit whenever somebody mentions her name. Yeah, uh, I'm concerned that they're going to try to like start a conversation of why like capitalism. It's like she who best. who must not be named. Yeah, like, they immediately are just like, I'm reading The Fountainhead or something. Yeah. Like, fucking like, I really I'm an intellectual. <laughs> yeah, I'm an intellectual. I like, I'm a voracious consumer of content. Like, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Like, you're, you're, you're masturbating to that book. Oh, like, yes. it's disgusting. It's so good. And it's fucking long. It's a big ass book. <laughs> big ass book. Oh, that's good disgusting. times. Good it's great time. reading it because I enjoy the story. The plot line is just really solid. It's really fucking good. So the silver lining to this horrible uh, studio decision from this pres- the, the, the studio president is that they ultimately didn't choose Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. Big shocker, am I right? They chose a black woman to play Harriet Tubman. So yeah. uh, there you go. And Julie Roberts Problem is solved. Fine. She's uh she's definitely gonna do do all right. Yeah. <laughs> she's not going anywhere. Uh, if anything, uh, it saved her career by not offering her this role. Hopefully, she oh, would have yeah. declined it. I feel like she would have declined it, but you know, you never know. That that would have destroyed. Sometimes power gets the people's head. And then she would have never been able to do Steel Magnolias or whatever the uh, fucking. Movie was. Yeah. 
insert Julia Roberts film. Yeah. Oh, no, that was 1989, so that would have been a little bit after. She would have already starred in Damn. Steel Magnolias and whatever. She could have done both. Jeez, yeah, she would have just back-to-back, just knocking yeah. them out of the park. Oh, jeez. So good. Uh, okay. Well, get in contact with us, y'all. Yes. All kinds of places you could do it. Indeedy. If you are interested in getting in contact with us, you can do so by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us on the Twitter at cynicempowerme1, or you can like us on the Facebook at cynicempowerment and send us a message through there. We would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot from us. If you're listening to us on a listening app, please like and review the show. It helps other people find it. We are spread by, uh, you know, uh, word of mouth by listeners like you and all that shit. That's right. Yeah. You and, if, and if you don't, then we're going to fucking entrap your ass. Yeah. We're, we're going to we'll be find like, out. oh, hey there, mister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking for a good time. <laughs> if you don't come to our red light district, we will bring the red light district to you. It's just going to be like Tim and me and like short shorts and fishnets and high, and yeah. like the little high heels like, hey there. Just like knock on your door. Hey. What, yeah. are, what are you doing on my front door? Looking for a good time. Y'all $40. <laughs> put it in my pocket. I'll have sex with you. Oh. Fucking arrest him, officer. Get <laughs> yeah. him. Like, I got him in an arm bar. <laughs> it's like as soon as he like slips like the money in like our bar our, our bra strap or like in our back pocket, just like immediately like arm bar him. Yeah, like oh <laughs> what the fuck? Citizen's arrest. This is a citizen's arrest. He's just soliciting prostitutions and stuff from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you came to my front door. You gave me money. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny.